Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis, for those of you who don't know, who are joining us for the first time. And yes, today is Thursday, and that means it is Trading Thursday. It's been a while, but it's all right. The world is going on. Things are happening, but we are back. Our guest for today is a national and global sales manager for F3 Metalworks. He is into golf, weightlifting, CrossFit. You already know CrossFit. He is currently training for a marathon, and he is also into the art of progress and growth. Everyone, please welcome trading experts, Alpha member, Zach Colbertston. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump right into it. How did you first start trading? How did you first come into trading? Oh, man. So I actually was talking with uh, Moody Mo, my my man Mo from TE. And I told him the other day I was I was trying to connect with a bunch of people on on TE. And he was the one that got me into it. He's the one that sent me the message, said, hey, I saw you. I I didn't know if you'd be into trading or not, but you really need to get into this group. I'm like, nah, this isn't for me. There's no way I, I have no business in the market. And I started with getting started from TE mm-hmm. and the rest is history. I was I probably hounded Ben, Shake, and Mo more than anybody else about questions in the market and stuff. I looked like a fool, but I learned a ton by looking like a dummy for sure. So Mo was the one that got me into it for sure. Nice. So what are some lessons you learned early on in trading? Like when you first joined trading experts i know ben and everyone knows ben could be a hard ass sometimes but he's straight to the point and he's he likes to toughen everybody up right away so what are some lessons you learned early on don't send me nonsense (laughs) (laughs) you send you send a chart that is absolutely garbage and he calls it out but i i think i appreciated that more because i'm and just like you had with uh gina back in the last episode she's very black and white and So whenever I'd send these setups, you know, in that, in that chat, Ben would just pick them apart. Mo, pick them apart. Yeah. What are you doing throwing that garbage here? (laughs) But I think that was a big, that was a big learning for me is just making sure that whenever I start looking into these charts or whenever you start, whenever you start out, those are the biggest things you have to learn the absolute basics before you start getting into technicals. And if you don't know the basics then you can't do it. Like I'm constantly, even, even till right now, just even up until yesterday, I've had, a, a, you know, I'm still having people, you know, hit me up on Instagram and on Facebook. Yo, Dennis, what are you trading? Yo, wh- wh- what's in right now? I'm like, bro, uh-uh, chill. You need to learn before you earn, bro. Pick up a book, yeah. pick up, go to trading experts right now. They got three free programs and just read, bro. I don't want to, I don't want to give you numbers or charts or anything because you're not going to know what to do. This is it's literally all emotion. So what are some yeah. misconceptions about the market that most people tend to have that you have personally seen not to be true? Ooh, just because it's popular, don't trade it. That's a big That's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings right there. Doesn't it do it? We ain't out here for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, like real life examples. So I was in Tesla last week Mm -hmm. when it was at the bottom of its 
at its support. Mm-hmm. Rode it up till like the 540, 550 range. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get burned on this. So I got stopped out a little early. And then you saw today just went gangbusters again right. up through 600. But it's funny because I was just telling my fiance this. I was like, you know what? It's better that I earned instead of got absolutely slapped in the face if that thing would have tanked. So you made a little bit and you learned the lesson. And may, maybe I should have gave it a little bit more room. Maybe I shouldn't, or maybe I should have just kept it at break even. Maybe I should have held the bag longer. But I'm not risking to get my face ripped off by a popular stock that everybody's trading. So it's just, and you can't, and that's the other thing too. Ben was always saying, oh, you're, that's when you're like, that's your girlfriend's stock. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, because you're dating it. Mm. Like you just like it and you like it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep coming back. And then when you, when you get hurt, it's like, you never go back. And it's, so it's that emotional, that emotional attachment to it. It's right here. You got to just, and if you make money off of it, just keep your eye off of it. Cause sooner or later it's going to go. And it's just, it's just being patient too. That's a big factor too. So just because it's popular, don't trade it unless the setup's there. And, and Ben and Shake have always said that too, is if, if there's no setup there and it's a popular name, then what's the point? Right. Why are you, are you chasing? There's no reason to chase. Exactly. It's, it's going to do what it's going to do regardless. Yep. So what did you, what, what uh, fears did you have about trading? Like before Mo or like as soon as Mo ate you up and was just trying to convince you, what fears did you have going in in the beginning? Honestly, it was probably learning how to buy a stock. As funny as that sounds, or or even I actually almost applied for the options, like the options trading and I almost got into that as well. I'm not even gonna lie. So, and I've been a huge, huge advocate of reading before I start buying, but you get so anxious, you get so caught up in it, it's emotional again. You start saying, "Oh, I want to learn how to buy this," and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw five thousand dollars in there, and I'm gonna throw it on this, and I'm gonna gain this much. And that's the other misconception too. We should go back to. Don't think that you're going to get into the market and make stupid money. Don't. That's the other thing too. Don't don't go into the mindset of like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to pick one stock and I'm going to show everybody that's been doing this for years how I'm going to make money real fast. Yeah. That patient money is way better than that fast money, honestly. Absolutely. And learning. So so what what would you say is your best trade to date? Your be- very best trade. Your very best single trade. So ben, Ben's gonna make Ben's gonna he's gonna he'll message me about this, but it was uh, A R R Y Array Biopharma when so I was it was like a support resistance situation at the bottom, kind of looking like garbage, but I bought through seventeen seventeen fifty, went to like twenty five range. Next day it got bought out, jumped to forty five. It was so it was it was a good it was a good solid trade. That was probably percentage on it was maybe fifty. That was my wow. best one percent up. But but at the same time, it's like he looked it like when when I sent him that, I sent him the screenshot of it and he goes, Oh, okay, so you're gonna throw luck in here. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, but it humbled me though, because it's like don't buy the garbage. Like if you're, if that's one of your favorite names, like it was just because 
I, I just, I don't know. I just had a good feeling about it. And for some reason I just, in that one, I held the bag. So when I held it, I held it long enough and luckily it got bought up. Now when it got bought up, it skyrocketed, but I mean, I could have got tore to shreds if it would have went. Right. It was like, it's like a uh, Gina with, with her beyond me, uh, stock where yeah. everyone was like, Oh, but she had that gut feeling and she gained 200%. Yeah. So, so what would it, you say? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's, it's so the other piece of it too was I had really been studying like medical stocks mm. at that point. Like Oreo Biopharma was working on, I think it was it was some kind of cancer improvement drug or some kind of like cancer mm -hmm. um cancer research drug and it just got approved by the FDA. And all of everything, all the stars were aligning basically, and then Pfizer bought it up. So when Pfizer bought it and when they got wind of it, it just, I don't know, it just made sense. And, and then of course, and then I just, I made bank from it. So it was good, but yeah, again, I, I, it was not well received by Ben, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so what would you say is your worst till date? Your very worst <sighs> trade. Something that knock you on your behind. Knock me on my ass. Um, actually what? Not uh, not this week. Last week, last week I took like a three percent hit in. Oh, it was like a top. It was a top right, and it was tight. I don't MS. I think it was MSKI. I think it was that. It was like trading around forty three, forty two, and I gave it the fifteen minute rule and got my oh got handed to. Because I was like, oh, it's, it, it'll be fine. It's all right. It's inside of the 15-minute rule, but everything's been so volatile and choppy. It was like a 3% drop, and I what I did was I loaded up because I, I tiered it, yeah. tiered it, and it got, to, it got to right where the breakout level was, and then it just flushed. And I was like, oh, that sucks. It's like <laughs> with, this, with this volatility right now, it's like all the rules go out the window. Still, the stop loss is save lives. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it room, but I gave it weight. I got, I was, I was being stupid. So, being so how, how were you able to overcome that? How, how were you able to just overcome, even though it, it just happened last week, so you're not considered a new trader and you've been doing it for a while. How are you, uh, not specifically just that one, but how are you able to overcome something that you're not really expecting to happen? As far as, you know, you know, I want this trade to do this or, you know, it just hit your stop loss too early. How do you overcome those things? So it, especially last week, you know, I, I really have to watch my position sizing. I, and, and after I keep going back to Gina's like thing, but it's just fresh in my mind because she's, she's very similar in the way that, that I think like if things are black and white, like if it's going to break out, it's going to break out. If it's going to break to the low side, it's going to break to the low side. But I think every time i've been entering a trade now i've really been utilizing trading view or is it yeah it's trading views mm -hmm. and notes so what i'll do is i will make the bar chart or i'll make my support resistance or i'll make my cone or i'll make my like breakout level or whatever but in my notes i am making sure that i am always putting what that breakout level is and if i'm tiering I need to make sure that I am hitting all of those tiers. And I think it's just being consistent with your game plans and really marking out what your goals are. Like if you want to hit, you want to, you want to make a goal to make five or you want it to go five points and whatever your risk risk reward is. 
and really going back to the OG note cones is a big deal. Mm. Like writing down each trade, like what was the success? What did you learn from it? What did you, what did you really do wrong? What have, what have you been doing right? It's, it, I really think that documenting each of those trades is a huge deal. And so, I mean, if, if I was going to give any advice to a new trader, that would be it. And, like you need to, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. And, and you don't, you don't think people or you don't think people are going to think that that's a bit tedious to, to, to document every single trade ever. I, I did. I thought it was a load of crud to be honest. <laughs> I'd be like, well, yeah, I just won't do that again. Oh yeah. I won't do just do that again. No. Oh, well, I'm Zan and I'm still doing it. Dummy. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, and when you when you have, it's almost like writing a journal, right? Like even your journal entries, if you have a journal and you are in the markets or you are in trading and you look the night before at what setups are out there or look what the news is doing, being being on top, being on top of stuff's a big deal. I mean, even if even if you read read a couple of chapter or like a chapter a night in a book or something like that, do yourself a service and go look at the earnings reports. Go take 15 minutes out of your day, filter, do some looks, be like, okay, here's my here's my game plan for the week. Here's what my here's what my top 5 have done. Here's what my bottom 5 have done. Here's my game plan for this week. I'm going to execute on these and if they don't work, then I have a back. Absolutely. And and it's like you said, you, you journaling is so important and you have to be so meticulous and so detail oriented when it comes to this because it's it's not only your livelihood it's it's your money that you've worked hard for that's in your pocket that you use to provide for your family for yourself so that's something that you 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 want to take into account so straying a little bit away from uh you just want to say something there's so just to piggyback off what you just said and how meticulous you should be with that dude it has literally writing down trades i'm not saying that like trading has stemmed into my entire life as like it's it's the top of it but we have our whiteboard that's out here my fiance and i have this whiteboard out here that's literally our goal board that goal board has been filled out step by step on what we need to do from a budgetary standpoint where we want to go when we want to get our house where we want to go when we want to get a new car all of those things are laid out, but if we wouldn't have wrote those down, it's almost like your goal sheet, right? If you write those down, I don't, stats are relative, right? But like 75% of people that write down their goals are probably going to hit those goals exactly. because they're seeing day and you get hungry. And it's like, and, and people who don't write them and then they, they, they're just going to go walk around and say, oh, I'll achieve it. I'll achieve it. I don't have to write it down. It's, it's up here, you know, but, but you're not really looking at it every day. You're not really... Uh, um, hungry for it. You're not really instilling it in your mind when you write it down. You just that's just a thought, and then it's just gonna go away like every other thought. Yeah, and you see it every day. It's it's almost it is the first thing you see when you go wake up, and it's the first or last thing you see when you go to bed. If you want it that bad, you're gonna write it down. Absolutely. All right. So straight away a little bit from trading. Um, I wanted to talk about uh how you got out of debt. So how did you completely get out of debt? So. Well, first we should start with how I got into that. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with that. So, um, basically how I got into that was I bought a truck that I shouldn't have. Hmm. It was a, oh, it was so much fun. It was a, it was a Chevy Colorado. <laughs> he said it's Z. so much fun. <laughs> the, 
fun and it was oh it was a sweet looking ride too <laughs> but but there's there's a great point to this because something that's really cool looking and when you're trying to impress people that really don't matter why why do you need it hmm. and i think that's the reason why i did it but i it, but to go back to your point so how i got into it was i had a jeep that i would i wasn't upside down on it but i was close hmm. and went to the dealership saw the truck it came right of course it came right off of the flatbed like oh look at this thing zach like oh yeah you should definitely go and get into it dummy what a dummy and anyway so i drove in like a dummy and started looking at it my buddy worked at the dealership he's like oh i can cut your deal this and that and the other and i fell for it and so i thought i got a sweet deal on it and i didn't and <laughs> so I drove i drove the truck for three months and then my fiance shallon says to me okay so what do you think about selling the truck and I was like, what, what do you mean? And she goes, we need to go to FPU. And I was like, what in the world is an FPU? <laughs> and, it, and she got me on, you know, Dave Ramsey, right? Yeah. So we went and she's like, let's go through FPU. And then we'll see if we keep your truck or not. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll go to FPU. So Dave Ramsey's baby steps basically is the first step is to have like an emergency fund of a thousand dollars second step is to pay off all your debts smallest to largest what was mine mine was this dumb truck mm -hmm. that i had i think it was i think at the time it was thirty nine thousand. i think on the truck or whatever it was a crazy it was it was yeah. stupid man i after looking back on it, i don't know what i was thinking but anyway so it was it was roughly about thirty nine thousand dollars shallon had her car we had, um, I had subscriptions. I basically cut all the fat. And what we did was, is it was, it was probably, probably about month five. I went to Cochrane down in Pittsburgh, traded the trucking, got a Subaru Forester for, I think, six, I think 16 grand or something like that. But we figured that long, long term, Subarus are going to last. Right. Absolutely. So, we we went into the Subaru. I drove the Subaru for three months. And Dave always says, like, if you're trying to pay off debt, because we had what did we have? We had my we had my car, her car, like phone bill, stuff like that. We're at like the twenty-five, like the twenty thousand dollar mark or something like right. that. Shallon pays off her car, pays off her phone, starts just crazy paying off stuff, right? And she's like, Well, you're the only thing that's left. You gotta pay this car off. So do apart from my other job that I had, I started delivering pizzas. I started I started whipping doughs. I started delivering. I was working. I probably was working 50 hours at my nine to five. And then for Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, I was delivering and slinging pizzas was, and I did that for three months. And then right before, like, actually, no, it was how long have we been out? three months now, three months, I got in a wreck and the dude, I stopped at the stop sign, look both ways. The dude starts pulling air. I start pulling out and he T-boned me going like 40 in my driver's side door, totaled my car, just put it. Oh, it was bad. The truck or the Subaru? The Subaru. The oh. Subaru. Cause, right, so we traded the truck in 
and then they hit the Subaru while I was deli- while I was out there, and I got T-boned on my driver's side door. I was lucky to be walking, honestly, but the Subaru held up, and I just I like saw it. You know those moments where you like look and you're like, "There's zero things I can do." I put my arm up. I got crushed. But but long story short, after that, I. I hounded the insurance company like, hey, this is 0% my fault. Like, go get me the money. We got the reimburse or we got the reimbursement check. We bought a hoopty, aka a thousand dollar car. Damn right. We have been we've been debt free ever since. So seven, it ended up. That deserves being- a clap, brother. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> so we dude, it was it's a lot of grind, but they, but now we see a lot more like a lot of more of her paycheck. We started using Marcus. That's a plug to uh, anybody that doesn't know about the Marcus, like the Marcus savings account. Okay. So we've just been throwing money in there to save for the house, to save for a car, do whatever. But we've been so disciplined at it that right now, cumulatively, we're we're in a great spot. Like it's been, it's been, it's been quite a few months where I've been finally like able to start funding my trading account because during during the baby steps, you're not supposed to put any money into your retirement, take all of your money and put it toward the debt except for your house, and then once you start doing that, then you can start to put fifteen percent into your Roth, or and then put whatever you want to do into your trading account. Right. So what I do is I basically take half of my I take whatever half of my paycheck put it toward our house and then I split the rest between my uh my trading fund and then my Roth. That's and then amazing. we just budget every month for like food and the necessities, the four like the the walls, the food, the utilities and and whatever you need to put gas in your car. And it's been it, but it's been serving, man. It's been it's been really good. Live so you can it live like no one else so you can give like no one else at the end of the day. It's heavy, dude. It's great. I, I've never felt I've never felt so so like in control and at peace. And yeah, at peace. So 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 how did it feel to be able to not only get out of all that debt, but also pay off seventy six thousand dollars on your house? How, dude, how, how does something like that feel? Dude, it's it's crazy. It's hard to describe because you have that was that was almost that was almost a tenth of a million dollars that we paid off close i mean it just is you start thinking back to like where it all started and all i've ever known is to take it to get a fleet like a lease for a car or buy a new one and i love my parents and they love having really good whips and really nice rides but in the stage of life that i was at i was really burning i was burning myself by doing that and and i can in what is it short short-term pain for long-term pleasure we can have those cars later yeah like i it, because we're doing this now it's like we can't we can do it later it's fine like, there's, I'm just a, a, there's a saying sorry to interrupt but there's a saying that um do what you um if you don't do if you do what you don't if you do what you don't want to do you can do what you want to do if you but if nah. you something like that like if if you don't do what you don't have to do you can't do what you want to do but if you do what you yeah. don't want to do, you can do what you want to do. So, I mean, and dude, you're a testament to that. That's amen, dude. It's and it's just been it's actually been one of the one of the big things that Sean and I talk about daily 
is like and that's the other thing too your relationship with your fiance girlfriend or wife dude it's next level right now because we are just we're like this because we're we don't have money fights we are on the same page when it comes down to budgetary standpoints like yeah we treat ourselves every once in a while like it like treat yourself like right, going right, out right. kind of treat yourself but not like nothing crazy like live within your means and don't do like anything lavish spending because right now you don't want to spend like you're in congress like you don't you just want to make sure that you fulfill what you need to and take care of what you need to so in that way later you can have those things and some people don't know but you know finance and uh being financially stable is crucial in any relationship so so as i mentioned earlier um i'm sorry uh, I skipped the question. What have your previous job looked like and how did you get to where you are now? Oh man, this is, this is the heck of a question. dude. So, <laughs> I, so my first job out of high school was working at a Nike outlet store and you better know where all my money went, went right <laughs> back to that store. Cause I you reinvested all- right back in. <laughs> <laughs> there was no investing. I, I bought, probably i i think at one point i had 60 pairs of shoes 60 yeah 60 60 65 at one point and i even built a box for them i mean it was like it was bad nice and just all decked out nike all the time but and the only money that i think i made went right to my gas tank to go to work so i did that for a while i was a server at a couple of restaurants one one in my hometown I got a steak steakhouse basically. Did that while I was in college to pay for books. I did meter reading. You ever you ever seen those people going out and like tap the little things on the side of the house? They did did that. I sprayed weeds for my dad's company. Like he's a tree a tree guy. I what else did? I, oh, I was slinging dog food at a local <laughs> dog food manufacturing plant. But, but that was like, I had a lot of internships. So I had like marketing internship. I right. had a, um, supply chain, like did a lot of different stuff there, but primarily I was slinging dog food, like making it, bagging it, sending it, driving forklift, moving it every day. Um, procurement, like actually watching it go through the dye, like it is crazy. And then, um, after that I got a job uh selling what was it dumpster parts (laughs) (laughs) that's weird (laughs) i'm telling you man i did it for six months and i was like dumpster parts that was my primary goal was it was a website where they sold garbage can parts wow and then i transitioned back to the dog food company as a uh, as an analyst like a like a senior level analyst and then um Went through some downsizing. So then I worked at uh, back at the, back at the steakhouse and went on unemployment. By the way, unemployment is by far. I will never do it again. If I if I can never do it again, I would never. It, now, right now in the current situation, I get it. Like it, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on, right. but it is. It, I have so much more respect for people that like have to go like had to do it have to go on to it like i sympathize big time because it is it's not fun the so then i did that and then i went to enterprise rent a car worked worked (laughs) there for a little worked there for a little while and then i got my uh 
property and casualty license, became an insurance agent. And then now I am global, yeah, global manager, global and national manager at a, at a metal manufacturer. Wow. Dude, I, mean, <laughs> I, told, I told you, man, I did, dude, I've done some great, from dumpsters to dog food to- Waiter. To waiter, dude, I, spraying weeds, climbing trees, dude, dude, done it all, man. It's crazy. That's intense. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, you were training for a marathon. Why exactly is a marathon something you would want to compete in? Because I never did it before. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's so backstory to that challenge forced me into that too, but not, not, not so much forced, more like encouraged. Hey, yeah. Would you ever, would you ever do a marathon? I don't know. Would you? She's like, well, I bought the tickets. I was like, I guess. I guess we're doing a marathon. I guess we're. I guess we're gonna do a marathon. But we we both had done a half, so it was. I guess next level was just doing the full. Exactly. So, what have you learned from it? From all this training? Because you you need a you need a specific mentality. Because uh, uh, one of my first uh, members that I interviewed from Training Experts, he was a marathon runner, Andy Shu, and you know we spoke about just having that specific mentality that it's just it's not something that you can just go in and you're gonna compete and you're gonna complete it. It's something that needs to go on in your mind that needs to not only train physically but be able to train mentally as well. It's right. It's right in between the ears, man. It's. So when you go out for a long run, long runs, I, the longest I, I think I've done so far has been 18, 19. And it was, and my headphones died too. So it's just like, it was just a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind to terrible. But I think big thing is, I think it's really mentality. I really think it's getting in your own head and literally telling yourself like, yeah, you can do this. Like, it's not... And once runner's high kicks in too, it, whether people think it's real or not, when you get to where you need to turn around, you got to go home. So you might as well just keep going. I mean, that's, that's really what you got to do. And, and just, I don't know, it's not even, it's kind of getting your ideas too. Like it, it's a fun thinking time. Like if you can, if you can channel your thoughts to really start thinking about big picture things, and maybe ideas that you may may not have before. It's a good time to think. But I but really it's yeah, it's been it's been interesting for sure cuz I'm not a runner. I I like slinging weights. I like doing I like lifting heavy Me and stuff. you both. Yeah, and that's just is so I think it's really between the ears. I think that's the biggest thing that I've I've learned from it for sure is just getting a hold of my mental capacity really. Absolutely. So, since I'm assuming COVID-19 and everything that's been going on has canceled the race, how have you been able to stay so focused in training cuz like you just said, we like us guys, we like swinging weights above our heads. We ain't no runners. So, how would you have yeah. been able to stay just so focused in that specific training? So, we have we have a poodle that needs to go out every day. It's uh, his name's Theo. He's a uh, he's laying behind me. He won't. He's he's passed out. <laughs> so he uh, he needs ran every day. So that's one motivator. Second motivator is our wedding coming up in September. Congrats, so, by the way. Congrats. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And then uh, and then I think it's I think really. I think that was actually one of the most devastating days, honestly, 
when they cancel that and you get all that training in and like just everything that you were working towards is now on the back burner. But I think the, I think what's keeping us training now is the fact that we have now, now we're looking more at our September wedding date, right? We're saying, okay, so we want to look our best. We talked about this last night. It's funny you bring it up because we were talking about that last night. Like, let's set this goal to be wedding ready by September 5th. And then let's run the marathon like maybe maybe like two weeks or three weeks before mm-hmm. we do that. So by the time we get to our wedding, we're gonna be like in we're gonna be shredded. Is and that's what that's what we said last night. Awesome. Like it's you just have to adjust, right? Like that, well, oh, that was the thing I said last night. Control what you can control, and the other things that you can't control, stop trying to control. Mm that's that has been that's really in this whole situation right what can you can what can you control throughout your day and what you can't control if you can control the controllables then stop worrying about the things that are completely out of your hands like there's just i don't know there's things where you just have to shrug it off and be like oh well then oh well my my shoes aren't going to be here for another month or my, my packages, my groceries aren't going to be here for a week. Oh, I'm not going to have toilet paper for like a month. I mean, what are you going to, you just got to shrug it. Like you got to adjust and, and move on. Yeah. You just, you have to, you and, have to. And I can, sp- and I can speak testament to that as well. Cause <clears throat> excuse me. I actually, my first ever CrossFit competition was actually coming up next weekend or this weekend coming up. And, you know, it was moved actually to September. So, you know, that hunger is still there. And it's like how we mentioned earlier, whiteboards, you know, are like amazing, by the way. So I bought a whiteboard and I put it in my garage gym and I wrote everything that I needed to do to to to, to uh, uh, begin to to train for that competition. And every day I'm just in there and I'm grinding and I'm hustling and it's and it's it's like you said, it's less about the competition now and it's just more about wanting to want it, wanting to be able to do it, you know, especially with all this, you know, COVID-19 and gyms being closed, you know, I have the honor to have my own garage gym where I'm able to train and just, you know, just bust some behind in there and just continue to grind. So, you know, that's, uh, I I agree with you 100%. It's just staying focused. And like you said, just it's in between the ears and that's, that's all that really matters. So You've been engaged for a year now, like you mentioned. What would you say are the three things that made your relationship and make your relationship work? Dude, laughing. Man, she's a joker. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were, before she she actually just went in for her uh, shift tonight. She went in for a 7 to mm. 7. But I think I think number one is making sure that that you have to laugh and you have to – you really have to – just be i guess just laughing and being open with each other too like if something's really bugging you and if something's on your mind like you gotta you gotta say it i think that's that's number two for sure is communication laughing communication and you know this is there's no i in team but i think it should have been spelled with a we because Mm. we we gets it done i'm telling you none of this None of this FPU stuff would have worked. None of the communication like for budget stuff would have worked. You know, you get that stuff, you get a teammate and you get somebody that's on the same page and you got a best friend too. That's like huge because she, she knows more about me than I know about me for sure. But there are times when 
like when we're going through hardships like this, like C19 basically to us is just like, oh, well, I guess uh, I guess we have a lot more money to save for the house. We don't have to go like wine tasting. We don't have to go out to eat. We don't get silly stuff. But it just all translates to the goal. We're just like, okay, well, I guess we'll just use this money for, for exactly what we want to use later. So, so yeah, so we, communication and laughing, dude. It's all day. And, you know, the other thing, too, is church has been a big thing for mm-hmm. us, too. Now, even though we can't go to church right now, we spent, what was it? Yes, you ever heard of uh, Elevation Church, like Furtick? What? Yo, that just gave yeah. me the chills. You asked me that, bro. Yo, that just gave me the chills. That's one of my favorite preachers, man. Furtick, Furtick has been, he lit it up yesterday and he did it on Friday too. What? Oh, what? He said, uh, what was his thing on uh, Friday? He's like, I can get through Friday because I saw what what happened on Sunday. Yes. That hit me so crazy. Hard. I loved it. It was so good. Stephen Furtick, definitely. I, and, and I have a, a, I don't mean to change the subject, but on my Twitter, I post quotes. And I have a bunch of quotes of him on, on that Twitter. So absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with 100%. It's just, especially that communicating part. And that's very, that's very important for women and, and relationship is just being able to communicate. Because, you know, to be honest, men aren't good communicators. You know, we just want to keep our heads down and we want to work and we want to be able to provide and, and, and be there for our women. But it, it's hard for, for men to communicate our feelings. And like you said, uh, what's on our minds. So that's something that, that definitely needs to be implemented from the get, from the get you know, from courtship to relationship to marriage to spending the rest of your life together. So I agree with 100%. So to wrap up this awesome, awesome podcast, why trading experts? I asked this to all of my guests. Go ahead. So I'm going to, I'll start with this first because Shallon, I actually just gave her the getting started book. So Mm. Shake Ben, you owe me for that one. (laughs) They don't owe me a thing. Dude, I'm telling you that material, whether you're a new trader, whether you're experienced, whether you're doing whatever in trading, do yourself a favor and literally go download the books like or ask someone for just the getting started program because it has so many nuggets in it that you can pull from it. And the other thing is that it's the community. It's really the community that's in there. There's a lot of networking opportunities in there. You've got Adam Rab that's in there. You have Gina, who Gina, uh, um, Gina's brother, uh, and I. Oh no, I forget his, his name, name too. I know, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And then, but then, but then you have Ben, and you have Shake, and you have Mo, and Have and Heaven's in there too. Zord's in there. All those guys are there for you. You think that they're there for for them, but they've already they already know these things. This is where they get to really pour out their knowledge to someone who's willing to learn and listen. And it, it's I I owe them a lot, it, especially when it comes down to just being there on a day to day basis. Like I was talking with Shake yesterday, just messaging back and forth, and then Mo too. Those guys, not just not just from a trading standpoint, from like a lot perspective like a life cycle too right like those are there for you it's a community it's a family so if you yeah that's a big plug for te make sure that you just go give it a shot if you don't like it leave it's fine but get a get a getting started book out of it and learn 
Yeah. And it's absolutely free. Like you can go to the website, tradingexperts.org and download their first three programs, actually. So um, definitely check that out. And I think something that will incentivize people to go, you can now actually get $100 off with Dennis 100. That is a promo code now, guys. Dennis 100. You've heard it here first. Uh, type that in when you're signing up for trading experts and you're going to get 100 bucks off as long as you stay a member. And uh, Zach, man. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on to the podcast. And man, I, I usually yeah. I expect we gotta do so good. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm so pumped when you guys it when like Ben said, dude, would you go on? And I was like, no way. I was so pumped. So Definitely, I appreciate it. I'm honored. I'm honored. And you know, you out these episodes usually last 15, 20 minutes, but they're so full of gold nuggets. Not not, not that I'm getting on my past interviewees, because they're all all of them are awesome, but you know, it's great to have these long you know, long talks and hopefully we can do it again. Uh, again, Zach, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Guys, look, Paradiso's journal. They're in stock. They're awesome. Great for journaling your trades. Why not? And what's also a cool feature as well is that they come with a reading list. Trading Experts is really big on reading. So it comes with a reading list. You can write down the books you want to read, check them off the author as you read them. So why not? Uh, grab them now. They're on our Paradiso's website. Um, again, I can't thank you enough, brother. I, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we can meet up one day and do another episode, hang out, definitely lift some weights, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. give me in that garage gym. Dude. Ooh, is- don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Dude, I appreciate you so much. And this is this is going to turn into a friendship for sure, brother. I appreciate it a lot. Of course, of course, brother. So, guys, thank you again for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, www.paradisos.com. I'm sorry, .world. Uh, Instagram, Paradisos Podcast. And our Twitter, Paradisos101 for daily inspirational quotes. And again, until next time, my beautiful people, God bless you all. Peace.